Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. Today, my friends, is not a day like any other. Well, it is, kind of, but we're going to record a podcast. When I say we, I mean the royal we, which is similar to the podcast we. No, strike that, reverse it. In that, it means I. Because this is a one-man show, and the show must go on and on and on and on. Uh, seemingly forever, right? Am I right? Something I like to say at the top of every show is a spoiler warning. I give this warning for the fact that there will be spoilers. And this warns of them. So, that's how that works. Another thing at the top of every show that I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. <laughs> No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, or comment, and or comment, mm -hmm, within iTunes, because that is where most podcasts grow and flourish like the beautiful flowers they are. Like this one hopes to be. Yes. Okay, uh, without further ado, I'm going to push a button that will... Get us started now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is One Word Movie Title Generator. Thank you, sponsorship. Okay, uh, I've got one, two, three, four, five, which is way more than I could fit. That's that's one minute per movie. Maybe that'll help me if I focus on that fact a little more. Because normally, three movies I have trouble fitting in, so I don't know how I thought I was going to fit in five. But I don't watch movies with the express purpose of talking about them on the podcast, I watch them because I want to, and the podcast be damned. Movie the first is called Smoke. Let me read the imbed. A Brooklyn smoke shop is the center of neighborhood activity and all, and the stories of its customers. Uh, yeah, this was an interesting one. It was, as they say, a movie of vignettes, is how I believe this could easily be described. In fact, I think I read a description like that that I probably just stole. Uh, yeah, it uh, stars Harvey Keitel as the uh, smoke shop owner, and people come in and out of his life. Uh, we go in and out of other people's lives. And it's good. It's it, it is what it it is what it is. It's there's a movie called Coffee and Cigarettes, which is sort of a similar vibe. It's just a collection of small stories that are all intertwined, um, but can 
and do stand on their own a little bit. Uh, Rating-wise, I'd give it a solid 4 out of 5. If you don't like this kind of movie, your rating probably going to be lower. If you like this kind of movie, which I do, yeah, it's strange because I don't like uh, short stories when it comes to books, but short stories when it comes to movies, quite often uh, they're interesting. Huh? Anyone else has that same feeling? If you do, email me to the address provided in the closing credits or tweet at me. I am Jordan underscore Maywood. I would love to hear from you about that or any subject, including this next movie up for bids. It's not up for bids. I don't know why I said that. It is called Road Hard. Yes, finally. Uh, finally, in the sense that uh, Road Hard from Mr. Adam Carolla is a movie that did the old uh, route of uh, sponsorship by people like myself. What is that? Crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, it's got to be, geez, it's over a year, certainly, if not closer to two, uh, that I donated some money to this movie. And when it comes to crowdfunding, donated is not quite the right word because you get a shit ton in return. Uh, For example, I got uh, a bunch of pictures signed by Adam Carolla. I got a copy of the Blu-ray. What else did I get? A shirt. I got a poster. You got a whole bunch of of stuff. So it's not really charity in, in that regard. Uh, Now, the movie. Uh, If you watched Adam Carolla's first movie, uh, The Hammer, you will like this one. That is a guarantee. Uh, I watched this with the missus. She was kind enough to agree to watch this, despite the fact that, uh, not always, but often, women's opinion of Adam Carolla may not be high. Uh, I talk about him enough that she sort of, I imagine, has a feel for him and what he's about. Uh, so probably likes him more than uh, just your average Jane, huh? who knows nothing about him and just assumes he's a sort of misogynistic asshole. Uh, he can be that to comedic effect, but I don't think that's what he actually is. Uh, okay, but anyways, back to the movie. Uh, following an expensive divorce and the cancellation of his TV show, a stand-up comic is forced to go back on the road to provide for his daughter. Uh, sort of a a slice from his life in some regards. Uh, It's funny, if you listen to the podcast every day, as I do, you could sort of pick out what he has taken from his life and kept the same and taken from his life and twisted for the purposes of the story. Uh, So so that was an interesting sort of way to look at it. Uh, Rating-wise, I'd probably go a solid 4, whereas with The Hammer, I gave a solid 5. Like, The Hammer, I I could watch often. This one, uh, I I, I imagine a couple years down the road, I could return to to watching it. It's nice to see my name in the credits as well. That that was part of the the, the, the sponsorship thing. Yeah. Uh, So, to me, not quite as good as The Hammer, but still a solid film and very, very much enjoyed it. And I hope you do as well. Uh, okay, we're going to run out of time. I can feel it brewing. Next movie is called Stretch. Yes. Thank you. Oh, motherfucker. See what I mean? Uh, okay, so we're over time. It happens. What are you going to do? You pause the timer. Hey, it's my podcast. I don't have to follow the timer if I don't want to. Uh, next movie is called Stretch. Uh, it is a hard luck limo driver struggles to go straight and pay off a debt to his bookie. It's got a very sort of crank feel to it a little bit. 
a little bit Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Uh, this is a movie where I would definitely thank Netflix, as I have done from time to time. Uh, and by that I mean Netflix is, hey, hey, Jordan, hey, psst, psst, what is it, Netflix? Uh, hey, don't mean to bother you, but uh, we think you probably would really like this movie. Why don't you give it a watch? You're not doing anything. Ugh, fine, Netflix. I'll watch the movie if you think I'll like it. And then I do, and it turns out I really do like it. So uh, thank you to Netflix. Uh, easy 5 out of 5. The Mixion... The Mixion. <laughs> That's a new word. The Mixture. Mixion. What was I trying to combine there? Usually when I screw up a word, it's I'm trying to combine two words to save time. I'm not sure what Mixion was. Uh, the, the mixture of you got your some comedy, you got definite over the top craziness, you've got action, you've got drama, you've got a little bit of everything. Um, you've, you've got quite a number of big stars popping in and out of this movie. Uh, the main guy, Patrick Wilson, uh, I recognize him, but I'm not sure where I'd seen where I've seen him before. Uh, after watching him in this movie, uh, I definitely like to see more of him. Oh, a uh, cool little, uh, I guess you'd call it a cameo, yeah, cameo by Mr. David Hasselhoff, which for me is the perfect opportunity to plug something of my own creation, and that is Nerd Kane Adventures. If you Google the word nerd, followed by the word cane, followed by the word adventures, you will see Mr. Hasselhoff and others like him, and others not at all like him, uh, holding said cane, uh, autographing said cane. You also see uh, said nerdy cane being held by hundreds, uh, I gotta be getting near thousand plus uh, cosplayers. So, you know, that's a thing that I just plugged because David Hasselhoff came up. Movie the third? I'm kind of losing track. Uh, Tig, T-I-G. Uh, the personal biography of Tig Notaro, stand-up comedian who was diagnosed with cancer. I knew going into this, her story, uh, being a big fan of hers and sort of hearing of it on various podcasts and things of that nature. Um, so this was another sort of Netflix recommends that I heard her plugging around uh, and knew I would enjoy and was actually sort of saving just for a time when I thought I would uh, f be in the mood to watch a somewhat at least what I assumed going in, uh, a somewhat heavy doc with moments of laughter, which is, I think, a good way to describe this. Uh, Rating-wise, <coughs> excuse me, uh, solid, solid 4 out of 5. Um, and I would recommend this, especially if you or know anyone who has gone through uh, the, the, the rigors let's say, of cancer. Rigors of cancer? I don't know if that's terribly insensitive, but I said it nonetheless. Uh, okay, so moving on to the last and final movie. Uh, watch this one with Mrs. as well. It's called Spark, colon, A Burning Man Story. Uh, kind of interesting because I... I don't... How do I... I'm trying to figure out how. Yeah, uh, yeah I know a fair amount, at least I thought I did, about Burning Man. Uh, I think there was an article in Wired, it must have been Wired, uh, that went into sort of great depth what it's all about. Over the years, I've watched things similar to this, nothing nearly as in-depth about Burning Man. And it's really a sort of a fascinating subject. Uh, 
I've tried to explain it to the missus a handful of times, and she always sort of looks at me with a blank face because it's it's a very very difficult thing to encapsulate, and this movie does a really good job of doing so. Sort of how it got started, what it is, uh, where where it's been, uh, what it's turning into. Um, <laughs> because of all the times I've had trouble explaining what Burning Man is to the missus, I'm not going to try to do it here either. What I will say is the movie Spark, colon, a Burning Man story, will be an excellent resource if you have any curiosity of this thing called Burning Man. And uh, I will say, these friggin' people are goddamn crazy. Delightfully so. And delightful people, but crazy nonetheless. Uh, so uh, I would recommend this movie for sure. For sure, I would. Hmm, something's going on with my phone here. Okay. I think this will work. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. Oh boy. Off the rails. Like people that Burning Man can get. Ah, segue. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Clown Exorcists Incorporated. Clown Exorcists Incorporated. Thank you for that. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about uh, with Bob and David. Yes. Or W backslash Bob and David. If you prefer... And I hope you do, because that's weird. And if you prefer things that are weird, you will love With Bob and David, because it's fucking weird, man. Fucking weird. Uh, as I quite often say to people, probably mostly the missus, when I say something is weird, uh, being a weirdo, I believe is the term, you know it's going to be weird. And this falls into the weird category. Definitely. It's not, thankfully, uh, Tim and Eric weird, uh, because I find that weird to the point where they're, they have, they've sort of sacrificed comedy for weirdness, uh, which is not fun or funny, as far as I'm concerned. But this is weird for the sake of comedy. Silly, silliness oozing uh, out of every pore of with Bob and Dave. If you are unfamiliar with Bob and Dave, it is uh, Bob and Dave. Uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross are the titular <laughs> titular uh, are the titular Bob and Dave and they had a show show <laughs> called Mr. Show way back in the day. One of the very first DVD uh, box sets I ever purchased was uh, Mr. Show with Bob and Dave and this has made me after uh, watching with Bob and Dave made me definitely want to revisit those DVDs which I will do so that means they'll uh, make an appearance on this podcast on a television talk somewhere probably not too far down the road maybe over the holidays see how we do how we do uh it definitely, and I think Bob and David will admit, has a Mr. Show feel, which totally makes sense. It's, you know, was it 15 or 20? 
or 16 or 20. It's a number of years down the road, so they've definitely matured in terms of their comedy, I would say. But when you take a television show and you get just about every person from that television show uh, 20 years later and then make a new television show that is following the same sort of idea, it's going to have a similar feel. And that is by no means a negative thing whatsoever because Mr. Show was so incredible. So to have more sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of Mr. Show, but totally different sketches. It's a sketch comedy show. Did I mention that part? I feel like maybe I didn't. I, I feel like maybe I was talking as if you know exactly what I'm talking about, and for that, I apologize. What I will not apologize for is giving this show a 5 out of 5. Uh, it's all on Netflix. It's uh, four episodes and one sort of behind-the-scenes making-of thing, which I highly, highly recommend that as well. I normally... I don't say I steer clear of that sort of thing, but I normally don't go out of my way to watch that sort of thing. Uh, but I'm glad I did this because it really gives you the insight to sort of the writing and creating of a show like this, the sort of behind the scenes, how the uh, how the, f the fish is made, if that's a saying, which I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Moving on to the very rare television talk that I have two television shows to talk about. The Double Talk. Double Talk. Uh, Supernatural Season 10 I have perused. And it is a good one. Um, is it as good as some of the previous seasons? I would. Sp I don't know if I would even hesitate to say, no, maybe it's not as good. But it's still very, very good. And uh, the ending. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know what? I could say this. I can describe this ending, and it's not really giving too, too much away. Uh, and then we'll leave it at that, because you'll heard we're out of time. Uh, let's rate the season. We'll go 4 out of 5. Uh, I think previous seasons I will have given 5 out of 5, probably, if I had to guess. Uh, and for season 11, it's definitely going to start with a bang, because season 10, and this really gives nothing away, it's just sort of a cool visual, uh, Sam and Dean sitting in uh, the car, Babe. Baby? Babe? What's it called again? Anyway, sitting in their car, their very famous car, uh, and then uh, rushing towards them is a, is a black cloud that sort of engulfs the car and seemingly is destroying the earth almost. It's got that sort of vibe. See, that doesn't really give anything away, but it's a cool sort of thing to think about. And plus, I warn of spoilers anyways, you sons of bitches, so you don't got me. You don't got me. Today's book banter sponsor is Hornet Butter and Jellyfish Sandwiches Delicious. Today's book for this book banter segment is Happy Slapped by a Jellyfish by Carl Pilkington. No, the author wasn't a jellyfish. That'd be weird if I just said today's book was Happy Slapped by a Jellyfish. 
That would be weird. But no, the title is Happy Slapped by Jellyfish. And the author is Carl Pilkington. Okay, have I cleared that up enough for you? I hope so, because we're moving on to say Carl Pilkington, you may know, and I hope you do, from things like An Idiot Abroad, things like An Idiot Abroad 2, was it called? Things where he travels, things where Ricky Gervais and uh, him and Stephen Merchant interact to amazing comedic effect for the reason that... uh, Especially, like, I had an opinion about Carl Pilkington before, and this has cemented it even further. And that opinion is, it's hard to have an opinion on Carl Pilkington, because there exist, in my brain at least, and I assume others, two possible Carl Pilkingtons. One is that he's an idiot. (laughs) And as the title of the show, An Idiot Abroad, would indicate, that is a fact. He is an idiot. Another is that no... He's not an idiot. He has things figured out more just in the sort of general life milieu than anyone else. (laughs) He knows, like, if you break it down to he knows what he likes and he knows what he doesn't like and he will try to avoid things he doesn't like and he'll try to do things he does like. Hey, is that idiotic? No, it's pretty goddamn smart. He's living a life that seemingly he wants to live so good on him uh the book uh it's a travel log i think is a way you can describe it in a very short sentence it's a travel log see i just did it there uh it is a book about his travels around the globe now if you've watched any of the shows he travels to sort of exotic locales he does crazy things for the purposes of television and our entertainment. But, and this is a fairly big but, this book has nothing to do with those travels. <laughs> Which is, to me, is amusing because that's what I assume people buying this book would expect. Oh, Carl Pickleton? Yeah, I've seen him on TV. He travels all over doing crazy things. Yeah, I bet you that book will be good. Then you buy the book and you open it up and it's all about travels like friggin' not like down the road but like to a to a like a camping trip or travels to Florida to visit his relatives or or to California where he's he's couch surfing uh, it's like seemingly very very boring trips or to the Caribbean just to relax you know things like that uh, because Carl Pilkington is the man he is he manages to make this very interesting and uh, there's a great many of laughs that you will have reading this book but uh, if you were expecting to hear all about his his crazy adventures, you are not going to. You're going to hear all about his incredibly boring adventures that he makes crazy sounding because he is possibly an idiot, possibly insane, possibly both, possibly neither. He's, he's an enigma wrapped in a, a banana leaf, basically. And that's not even a saying, but that is why it makes sense. Because he doesn't make sense. And neither does what I'm saying. Uh, Rating-wise, comedy books are hit and miss. This, for me, normally. Uh, This one's a hit. uh, Because I did laugh, out loud no less, on a couple of occasions. And definitely smiled on many occasions from reading it. Uh, So I'll go a solid four out of five uh, as, a, as a piece of literature i can't quite reach that five out of five uh enthralled would read again and again and again mark 
Uh, but uh, I think four to five is fair, to say the least. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a book banter fit so well into the allotted time. So thank you, Happy Slapped, by a jellyfish. Today's Game Gabin sponsor is the Pip Glass, which is a Pip-Boy in sort of a wearable glasses form, because wearables, wearables. Okay, uh, today's Game Gabin is going to be tricky, I imagine, because we're talking Fallout 4. Uh, if you listened, I do believe, to the last episode... Uh, I did warn, but I'll, I'll warn again, that because Fallout 4 has come out, and because I am playing it, and because it is fucking amazing, uh, probably the next handful of game gabins uh, will be Fallout 4 related for the foreseeable future, almost seemingly. So, you know, that, that's just a warning. If you don't like it, well, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you thought I was going to say uh, something else? Like, fuck off? No, I, I apologize from the bottom of my cold black heart. Okay, so uh, fitting in my first two weeks of play into this five minutes, it's going to be difficult, so let's just start and see where we get. Um, my Fallout 4 game plan, I, I think that's a good play to start. I went into this game uh, with a really strong plan, all sort of typed out, uh, that plan involved picking my stats, uh, name, my, my character name. Normally I go like uh, weird, but uh, in this one, because I knew uh, the, the uh, if, if you choose your own name, there'd be times in the game where it says your name, so that's kind of cool. Um, so what I've done is created a character named Jordan. Uh, she, yeah, that's right. You got a problem with that? Uh, quite often in video games, I'll create my character as a woman for several reasons. Uh, like, in the, in this game, if you play as a woman, you can get different perks, like the Black Widow perk, which allows you to have certain advantages over men, and because most of the people you're going to be fighting are, in fact, men, not not all, but most, uh, gives you a little advantage there. The other thing is, um, going into this game, I developed a theory that proved to be correct and this is definitely a spoiler but an incredibly early game spoiler uh, and that theory I had was because I knew you could play as a man and a woman and because I knew from trailers that you would be seemingly living together uh, I assumed that there would be a child involved from other things I'd seen uh, my main sort of assumption as far as the story was going was that something would happen where my uh, kid would be taken away from me and I would have to get it back. That, as you know, players of this game, does prove correct. Uh, so I chose a woman because uh, I thought a woman, the sort of angry mama, is going to fight harder, uh, be more resourceful, uh, and really all around not going to let anything get in her way. Whereas a guy doesn't have that sort of maternal instinct that a mother does. Uh, the other thing, and a reason why I pick 
women in general to play as in video games when it's an option is because if I'm going to spend, you know, 40, in this case, 140 friggin' hours playing a video game, and I'm going to see this character, uh, I don't know, I'd rather look at a girl than look at a guy. And, you know, call me crazy, women are better looking as men. Which, you know, that's just a fact, I would say. I think even uh, gay men would admit that women in general are more pleasing to the eye as far as not necessarily sexually just as far as looks okay I, we're getting down a whole road there <laughs> that has nothing to do with Fallout 4 but that was sort of my, my thought process uh, you know what I, I could, could tell you my stats that I started with um, but uh, we don't really have time for that and I don't need to I feel Okay, so uh, setting up house. Okay, th that's another thing I like to do in games when it's an option is uh, as soon as possible setting up uh, a house. I did that on an island called Spectre Island. Uh, I did also put here in quotes update because... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is going to be a friggin' long one. Uh, let's just say uh, eventually I, I decided against that and created a base uh, by a lighthouse because it would always have a light source, that light source being a glowing uh, feral ghoul, a glowing one. So uh, it's pretty cool to have my base always lit by a radioactive monster. Uh, I like that sort of idea. Uh, the openings, you know what? As you've heard, we're out of time and I already went long on the movie monologue and also we're going to be talking about this for weeks so I think what I'll do is just run quickly through my notes and we'll, we'll try to speed this up a bit uh, the opening sequence gave me goosebumps yeah that was fucking crazy uh, imagine living through the start of the nuclear apocalypse basically uh, really really done well uh, unlike the opening sequence of any game I've ever played I think I've done some main and some side quest. Uh, what I've done is got to where I've got to enter, I think it's called the Glowing Seas, as far as the main quest, and then I've stopped the main quest. And I'm trying to do all these side quests and little things that are humanly possible up until that point. Then I'll move on. Um, some cool things I've seen. Yeah... Oh, glitches. Yeah, one pain... Some funny glitches, as you have in Bethesda games. One pain in the ass one. Uh, I started at the game playing on uh, Ultra Settings, because I got a pretty good... Pretty good rig. <laughs> uh, but then uh, I, I came back the next day, and it wouldn't work on Ultra Settings. So uh, that was kind of strange that it started working on and then wouldn't. So now I'm playing on... Uh, on, uh, not on Ultra. Uh, so I've done Brotherhood and Minutemen quests. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, cool level, let's call it, for lack of a better term, where you're inside the brain matter of a, of a robot-human hybrid sort of thing. This, uh, that was cool. I don't, I don't think I've played... Oh, maybe in Psychonauts, now that I think about it. Um, and I guess that's it for now. Uh, probably my, my sort of tentative plan as far as Fallout is to bring it back every week until I'm done and just have little tidbits and things to talk about. What I would like is for a little audience participation. If there's things uh, you want to talk about as far as Fallout 4, I'd love to hear from you. I've already mentioned. 
closing credits in at Jordan underscore Maywood, but still, I just mentioned them again. Hmm. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Taser Fights. Okay, uh, internet intercourse item the first is GameSpot's Fallout 4 Love. Yes! Uh, GameSpot I've been a big fan of uh, ever since... Well, before that, GameSpot was one of the very first internet sites that I ever went on. Uh, just period. <laughs> and I would always go to it, and still do, go to it for video game reviews. Uh, usually will steer you right, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you've got to use a little intuition to decide if what they say is good about a game is something you would consider good about a game. But, but that's reviews in general of anything. Anyways... That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about their YouTube channel, which after uh, Revision 3 and I guess specifically Adam Sessler left the YouTubes, uh, I searched for a new source of video game uh, entertainment. Let's call it video game related entertainment. Uh, some things I came across were Funhouse now. It was called, shit, what was it called? It was called something else back then. In uh, GameSpot. GameSpot just incredible stuff consistently put out and they seemingly have a love of the Fallout franchise on par with that of my own which is pretty incredible what that means is that they put out a shit ton of Fallout 4 related content more than I think any other uh, outlet that I've seen anyways uh, so for that I love them just period um, Danny O'Dwyer just did a point, uh, the point, uh, what was it about? Oh shit, I, I didn't write any of this down, I, I just kind of brought it back to talk about my love of it, and to say that, uh, you know, keep up the good work, folks. Okay, let's move on to, uh, Speakeasy, with guest Paul F. Tompkins? What? What is this? Uh, Speakeasy, I have spoken of on this podcast. If you are a regular listener, if such a thing exists, I love you. Uh, a handful of times, the interesting, I guess interesting thing, is that it hadn't been on for a while, and I was uh, growing to miss it. The reason that has happened is because it was, well, cancelled, no, because it's coming back. It's coming back with a new host. What? Uh, Russell Peters, which is kind of surprising. Like, he's one of the, the the biggest in terms of comedians out there. He's one of the biggest in terms of, you know, ticket sales and uh, recognizability. In terms of laughs that he generates in me, less so. But uh, I lean more towards comedians like Paul F. Tompkins, who used to host Speakeasy. Uh, he's moved on to other things. Uh, but in a sort of farewell, he decided, I guess, to be the guest on the final episode. Uh, the final in the sense that he won't be on it anymore as the host. Are you following me? 
Russell Peters, I will, I'll, I'll give him a chance. He's, uh, I've heard him on things. He's funny. He did say he doesn't listen to any podcast and has never heard a podcast, which is kind of strange in his line of work, I find, um, and especially because he's been on quite a few. Uh, anyways, I, I kind of don't think he'll do as good as Paul F. Tompkins, and I never really say anything negative about people on this podcast as a sort of general rule, but um, I just said that. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, moving on to uh, PewDiePie, who is YouTube's number one sensation. Most views, most subscriptions, subscribers out of anyone, just period. Uh, played a game with his uh, girlfriend Cutie Pie, who is a Cutie Pie, hence the name perhaps, where they asked each other uh, relationship questions, and if you got it wrong, you got electrocuted. It's <laughs> uh, funny just to say it loud. Uh, the Mrs. and I uh, had a s- similar, minus the taser, I guess, uh, game that we played a couple of times, and uh, I felt pretty good about it because I would always win. Uh, like it would be we would ask questions about each other like do you know this about your significant significant other and I would know the answer more often than she would which is both uh, good because it means I win and bad because it means she's seemingly not paying attention to me what the fuck what the fuck maybe she'll listen to this and mend her ways tisk tisk Okay, last, but certainly not least, uh, the Adam Crow. <laughs> Man, doing really bad on time today, people. Uh, last but not least, the Adam Carolla podcast. Uh, I haven't brought it back in a while. I listen to it every day, so it's, it's hard to sort of pick and choose what I want to talk about with it. Uh, because they're always good, uh, and I always get good laughs and good info from them. And it is consistently one of the best podcasts out there. Uh, say what you will about Adam Carolla because some people don't like him for his his opinions on things. Some of his opinions on things I don't care for. Like, he's he's not exactly a pro-nerdishness, uh, which I don't care for, obviously, but uh, it doesn't rile me up either. Like, I can uh, let that roll off my back because I have other, uh, you know, opinions and things and stuff. Anyways, what I was about to say is uh, he had on two guests recently, separate episodes that uh, sort of jumped out at me. And because I haven't brought him back in a while to talk about, I I thought I would just mention those in particular. Uh, One was Jerry Springer. Uh, Interesting dude. Uh, I'd like to hear more of sort of his life story. But in this episode, he spoke quite a bit about uh, his parents and grandparents who during the war, World War II, it must have been, yeah, did he even say? No, uh, yeah, World War Two, uh, and all they had to deal with as far as Nazis and things like that, which is is always fascinating to hear. Maybe not a first person perspective, but a, a, a second person perspective. Uh, sort of how his 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 parents and grandparents uh, got through that, or did not. In the case of, uh, I think it was his grandmother who was tortured and killed by the Nazis. So 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 pretty crazy. Um, this <laughs> maybe should have saved that for last, but just because it's kind of bringing it, bringing it down a bit, and that's what you do at the end of a podcast. Uh, but no, he also had on. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, Brian Cranston and Adam Carolla seemingly get along very well, seemingly good friends, and uh, I'd like to hear more of them together. 
like in, in not necessarily just podcast form. Uh, I have a feeling that the two of them uh, doing anything together, be it a podcast, be it a television show, be it a movie, uh, there would be enjoyment by many if if they sort of work together more frequently on a wide variety of things. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, and I hope you do, uh, you'll hear that sort of interaction and then them working and sort of riffing off one another and busting each other's balls as you do. And it's a, it's a really good slice of uh, podcasty goodness. Like, I hope this was. So, folks, let's say as I do every day after a podcast, that is, that it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper